Welcome to Season 2 of the Week Pastor Podcast, where we view Christianity through the lens of vulnerability. Welcome to the Week Pastor Podcast. We are so delighted, so delighted delighted you joined us today. Sua, it is cold here in New Jersey. How about Columbus? You know the answer. Why do you ask something like that? What, oh what do you think I'm going to say? Sunny and 80 in Columbus? We're six <laughs> hours south of Toronto. Like, come on. Oh, my goodness. Is that it? You're only six hours mm-hmm. south of Toronto. Oh, yeah. wow. That makes Columbus a lot more attractive to me now. Why? Because I love Toronto. By association with Toronto. Toronto's a great Niagara city. Falls is like five hours from us. Oh, man. That is that is beautiful. That is beautiful. It's also cold. Very, very cold. Yeah, I have uh, my house is not well insulated. So I have these super, super thick socks. I got at Costco's a couple years ago. And it's just like the perfect time to wear it whenever it's cold. My daughter, we were walking to the bus stop and she wouldn't talk to me. And I said, Audrey, why aren't you answering my questions? So my teeth are cold. <laughs> She's so cute. She cracks me up. Well, Sua, listen, uh, I have a real important question to ask you. And I'd like to see if you actually have one. My guess, I thought of this question. I thought, I'm going to say 60% you don't have one and 40% you might. Okay. That's a very, very specific ratio breakdown, percentage breakdown. Because I kind of know you and I feel like, yeah, for me, this question... Yeah, it happened last night. So it's easy for me to oh, answer okay. the question. Okay. okay. When was a time you were like, you responded to someone, particularly people in your home, Paul, that's the people you would do that to most ungratefully? Un- okay. What do you mean? Like, like you were angry, you were perturbed or whatever. Like, you know, they said something, they said do something, whatever. And you just, you know, you just didn't respond in a very gracious way. Like Wait, even ungraciously with or ungratefully? Okay, ungraciously. When was the last time? Well, yeah, ungraciously. Or when was the last time you were like you responded to John or maybe your daughters in an ungracious or an ungrateful way? Okay, why don't you share yours? Because yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still mine. not sure what that means. Yeah, let's just say ungrateful. I think ungrateful is good. Okay. All right, so mine just happened less than 24 hours ago. So it's oh great, fresh. All right, super fresh. Fresh off the. Fresh off. So listen, Oven. lately uh, I've been I'm I'm trying to get into a new sport, and I used to play some tennis in high school, and I've been trying to play tennis again. And I've oh, been... at least it's not pickleball. No, I, although people <laughs> keep telling me I should do that so I don't get injured because I'm I'm like so injury prone now. So, but uh, but I've been I've been playing tennis now for about two and a half like two and a half, three months now. And I've been playing it pretty hard, like pretty regularly weekend Saturdays. I'm playing for several hours and stuff like that. So it's been fun. I've been having a great time doing it. Uh, yesterday it was cold. It was at, I played at night. I played during the day indoor court. I played for an hour and, uh, and it was great. And then I just got these three new rackets. Uh, you can demo rackets before buying them at tennisexpress.com. And so I got these not three sponsored, rackets. by the way. Yeah, not sponsored, but I gotta try it. I gotta try these rackets out. And so in the evening, I decided to play tennis with a church member. And it was cold. I mean, we're talking like low 30s at Overpeck Park, a lot of wind. But I was playing, I we played for two hours. That sounds so terrible to me. I I played a total of about three, three hours of tennis that day. I was tired. I was exhausted and I come home. Um, I just grab whatever's in the fridge to eat dinner. And, you know, Jenny, once in a while, when she has time, she will make kimchi. She'll make it herself. Mm-hmm. She bought a whole box of them. She started chopping them all up and stuff like that and just getting it ready. She had it in the fridge. And she said to me, like, after I finished eating, um, she was doing dishes. So I put my dishes in there quickly so she wouldn't, so I didn't have to do my own dishes so she could <laughs> do it for me. She was, okay, I'll do these dishes for you, but I need you to go and grab me, like, you know, the, the, the cabbage, the pet you, Right. And so I said, okay, she says the three of them. And I said, all right. So I would mind you, I'm tired. So I'm not, I, I don't know if I fully heard her correctly, but I, so I opened the fridge and I see these three bags of pet you, of these cabbages that she already pre-cut. So I'm thinking, well, she said three. So there are three bags in here and they're heavy. I mean, it's a whole box of kimchi, right? Think about that whole box of cabbage. So I'm carrying these things. My body's aching. I'm carrying up. And I show it to her and she's like, not the bring it back, put it. And it took me forever to get it out of the fridge because they're huge. These bags are massive. She goes, put it back in the fridge. There are three uncut pet shoes 
outside the fridge in the garage. Like she was saying this. And I got so upset. I said, you know what? Next time, speak English. Wait, did she say it in Korean? Yeah, of course she said it in Korean. Right. So I said, next time you speak English. <gasps> and I walked back in and I put everything back and I got her the three, which is much lighter. And so, like, I realized. She's making this kimchi. She's works full time. <laughs> she's putting herself on the, like she's sacrificing energy and time and even her body just making this kimchi a whole box of it. That was a pretty ungrateful thing for me to say. And uh, I realized that and I thought, oh man, she's probably a little upset. I don't know how upset she is. We'll talk about that later. But I was so tired. I went to bed yesterday at like 9.15. And, and then what so happened? She went upstairs with Christian and they gossiped about me all day, all night. <laughs> They start saying all bad things about me. And so I talked to her this morning. She was, she said, Peter, I said, go to the garage. I didn't say go to the refrigerator in the garage. I said, go to the garage and get me three uh, pechus, like three cabbage. And I didn't hear that. I just heard three. So I thought, okay, there's three bags. That's it. And I didn't even know I there just, was like, can I just say three whole pechus in there? At, so the that risk was a very of, thing. at the risk of terminating our podcast partnership, yeah. if, if I had the choice between, thinking Jenny spoke wrong or you heard wrong. <laughs> I'm going to go with, you know, just from my years of experience, like you're not like the best listener when yeah. it comes to like certain Sua. Like, just passing comments. Sua, that's that's a hurtful comment, but I cannot disagree with you on that. It's so true. Not to say you're a bad listener when I'm like asking you something serious, but in terms of like general conversation, I don't think you're like super tuned into what people Especially say. Especially when I'm so tired, my yeah. body's aching from playing all that tennis. Mm -hmm. You know, that day I've been running on hearts hard 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 surface like right i, was I just, mean the last thing i want to do is go in there and then to carry those three bags these bags right because obviously it's the same thing your wife physically toiling to provide this delicious kimchi and you for your own leisure going out to play tennis it's the same thing it's the same type of physical oh, awareness man so, yeah, you're totally you 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 are so on her side and i'm not happy about I'm that totally I just want you on to jenny's that, side right? you I are just... you are too much on her side but that was that was a pretty ungrateful thing for me to do. And uh, so anyway, yeah, so she and she and so I was trying to sleep around 915. I, I went to bed and I kept hearing them talking upstairs, keep talking. And I'm like, what are they doing? Like, they should just close the door. Sometimes I'm a very light sleeper. So then I couldn't sleep. And then so in the morning, like, I'm like, what were you guys talking about? And Christian is like, yeah, we were just, you know, we were just talking smack about you. And I was like, really? And so Jenny comes out, she goes, this is what Christian said. You know, sometimes daddy's like, he's like, dad's so weird. He's like, sometimes he can be smart. Sometimes he can be street smart. But then sometimes he can be neither of those. And he's so bad. And I don't know what to call that, you know, and stuff. And so they were just laughing. They were talking about it, sharing all these stories, all these stories where I'm not street smart nor, uh, nor book smart. And I'm just this whatever, this different category. And they were just sharing stories after stories after stories. And Jenny just said, you know, Christian knows you so well. And that's I was like, well, so of funny. Anyway, so that's why I couldn't like I went to bed around 915. I didn't go to bed till about probably 10 o'clock because they were gossiping about me. Do you know what's kind of nice? They were slamming me. It's so nice that Jenny and Christian have such a fun relationship that they can have conversations like that. Because, you know, he's a, he's like a son in high school. You know, I know yeah, a lot 16. of parents who just can't be connect. 17 next week. Yeah, yeah. Like I know a lot of parents is like just they just can't connect to their teenage yeah. children, especially sons. So that's kind of nice that she can. I mean, sure, you're kind you're of always trying person. to find the silver lining in everything Jenny does. I'm not sure if that's cool. I mean, I'm team Samonim all oh the way. <laughs> she has my heart and They were gossiping about me upstairs. <laughs> they were saying bad things about me. And I'm sure they said much worse, but they can't tell me. So anyway. But, but, uh, but you but know anyway. they do it with a foundation of like love. So I think it's I guess, okay. Yes, you're right on that. You're right. It's, okay, it's so worse that... if she were like gossiping to like somebody, like her friend or something. <laughs> so to me, I felt like that was an ungracious, ungrateful thing that I did. And it it was not even 24 hours ago. So it's pretty remarkable how I can do that so quickly. So how about you? For me, I thought if I asked this question to Sua, I don't know if she can really answer it. I can't believe you were like, speak English though. Like that's such like a, like a white American answer. Like a, <laughs> no, because so, sometimes so like, I can't understand what she's saying. Like, like you know, are like- you a white I, supremacist? I mean, that's no. so, that's so condescending. I was, I was just like- Why speak, speak English? English? Time, Maybe right? you should learn some Korean. <laughs> I mean, come on. Because what I was thinking, I was thinking, what I would have said in English <laughs> is, honey, can you go to the garage? Go to, not, not, 
I, you know, I cut, you know, the, the, the cabbage. I don't want those. I want the whole <laughs> cabbage. Give me, bring back the whole cabbage. But all I heard was bring me the pechu. Right. So I just thought and she goes, bring me three of them. So I'm thinking, OK, three cabbages. I opened the fridge. There are three giant bags of cabbages. So I grabbed them. And I can't tell you those. They were heavy. It's a whole box of those suckers. And so she just meant grab the three, grab the three in the garage. I left it out. I didn't cut those up. I want to cut those up. Grab those three. But she didn't say that. She just said three something. And she probably said the three whole pechus in Korean. <laughs> but I don't know what three whole pechu. I know what pechu is, cabbage. But I don't know what she meant, like the whole. I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if I understood that. So, yeah, I walked back with those three heavy bags and I said, speak English. Next but time. you were mean about it or were you oh, kind of half joking? Sure. Oh, no. Oh, I was definitely mean about it. I was tired. My body was aching. I'm carrying these things. I'm like, oh, God, these things are so heavy. And then she goes, put it back. And grab me the three hole. And I'm like, oh, I was like, next time you just speak English. So. Shame. <laughs> Sweet pastor. It's a vulnerable moment for me. It's not my proudest moment. I'm going to be honest. But how about you? Did you I mean, have? I have those? a lot of not proud moments. See, because I know because all the time, but that you don't have one. So let's. Well, let's come no, no, no. Because um, like when I so when I'm hungry, a very oh, bad side I'm of so me comes out. Right now, by the way, yeah. I had scrambled eggs. I'm I'm good. I didn't want to speak from my hunger because then okay. weird things start yeah. coming out. Hangry is probably um, one of the the most probably the, I think number one on most people's list when they're ungrateful and when they're un, you no, know. No, I mean so I, I become a monster, like a yeah. complete monster. So you can only imagine what the nine months of two pregnancies was for like John because um, <laughs> I was hungry most of my life for nine months, yeah. and so um, if there was ever a time when our marriage was in hot water it was like when i was pregnant because i was so hungry all the time and just mm. bad sides of me came out but i will tell you one story because it's funny it's yes know, it's kind of funny okay so um but i don't know if okay just whatever. share it just because this doesn't make me deep. look as bad as i wanted to make me look because i would like to tell you really well but this story is just the, the, wor because... the worst that you've ever shared with me is when you didn't feed your daughter the pizza you just gave her the it crust. wasn't that you know i horrible. i just want to say i spoke to a couple horrible. of friends and they've told me that they don't think it's that bad and also i, I had i had a certain friend um christina chai text me and say the crust is indeed the best part of oh, the Costco no pizza way. I mean, so good, i stand but... Validated. Jeez. All right. Anyway, go. But go, anyway, go. okay. So there's this one funny story. Um. So what? So my when I got engaged back in 2006. Oh my god, that's such a long time ago. No, my parent. No, this is really funny though. My mom, my parents decided to move back to Korea, and so um, there's so my my dad went ahead to Korea, and then my mom stayed behind, and she was kind of like wrapping up everything, all yeah. her affairs, yeah, here in America, so that she could also join my dad in Korea. So I guess like she had a lot of feelings leaving her 23 year old daughter alone um, yeah. without like her parent, like the parents, like yeah. th back then I'm like 23, I'm like an adult. But I think now when I think about it, like 23 is pretty young, right? To it's kinda, very like, young. My daughter's 21. Your, right. Yeah. To leave your child yeah. and just go to another continent, like to live on her own. Yeah. So she had a lot of like thoughts, I think of like guilt and feeling responsible and concern. And so, um, she did a lot of things. Well, one of the things I remember is Korea. I don't know if you guys know this about Koreans, but they're very impressionable. So sometimes like with, when the newspapers print certain things that are fake news, like they all believe it. Mm -hmm. So there would be random things in my fridge during my growing up days where like one time there was a period of time when something called like papaya noni juice was like all the rage. Apparently it cures all sorts of diseases. So my mom would like pack our fridges with these papaya juices and she'd be making us drink it all the time because she was she read on a Korean newspaper that it was like the cure all for everything. OK, so Koreans are very impressionable. So apparently my mom read in the newspaper that Evian water cures diabetes Wow. Um, That's a great, great plug for Evian. Yeah. Except I don't have diabetes. <laughs> but my mom, for some reason, decided... So she read on the newspaper that they were having a big sale on Evian water in this Korean supermarket in like Queens. We yeah. lived in New Jersey at the time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my mom, who I guess is just overwhelmed with a sense of guilt and concern for her daughter, decides to drive to Queens to buy six giant like pallets of like... Evian water, as many water that fit though. in her trunk in the car, yeah, yeah, to to leave for me before she went to Korea. Yeah, so she drove she drove to Queens. I would remember I was 
sitting with John in the living room watching TV. It's pouring rain. Yeah. My mom comes home and she's moving these giant like things of Evian water into the house. And I was literally looking at her like, what is she doing? She's crazy. So I sat there, continued to watch TV. Yeah. And then you didn't help her grab the No, I did not help her because I thought she was crazy. I was a little bit like, what is is she doing? Okay. And then my mom literally just exploded on me in front of John. Like she just became like, she went berserk. And she went on this crazy tirade about how she went all the way to Queens in the rain to buy me Evian water so that I don't get diabetes. He's like, I, I don't understand. Maybe it's because you need a lot of sugar. I, I do, I do, but, but I she know. she went berserk, PB. Like she went berserk. Okay. And John was standing right next to me and he's like, we should probably go help her. Well, that's she, probably what it was. I think what it was is that you guys didn't help her at all. She got soaked and wet. She's doing this for your own good. No, I think John guys, went to help her. Huh? I think John was helping her. John but was I was like, okay. I was just like, what's wrong with her? Like, what is she doing? Um, so she got very upset. She started crying. She was like super upset. <laughs> I was like, I think she's menopausal. Like I was like, she's oh going through God, like something. You you. Um, but I just remember getting totally blasted by my mom. And my response was just, but I don't have diabetes. So looking back on it as a parent now, I feel kind of bad. <laughs> because at that time, I was so sure that she was the crazy one. And I was completely like in the clear yeah. because I'm like, I don't need Evian water. I never asked you to go buy me Evian water. Like that was completely her choice. It wasn't like I like Evian water and she decided to go to Queens to get me this water that I like. I neither am I at risk for diabetes nor. Well, actually, maybe I am because of my dad, but I'm not obese. So I'm not at risk for diabetes. I don't want Evian water. I think Evian water tastes like backwash. I don't even like Evian water. Are you kidding okay? me? Evian water is delicious. No, I hate it. It it's, comes it's like the French thick. Alps. No. It tastes like backwash water. Oh my so goodness. I don't know why she's yelling at me after she did something out of her own will. Like I never asked her to go to Queens and get me Evian water. Like I was so incredulous. So we got <laughs> to a huge fight because I was like, I don't know why you're yelling at me. I never asked for Evian water, especially $600 of it. Wow. She spent $600 on Evian water? Yes. So that wow. already made me even anger because I'm like, is this what you want to spend your money on right now? I cannot like, imagine how much water, water you had in your house. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. And I had to drink it all and I hate Evian water. But maybe well, that's why I don't have diabetes. Maybe that's why yeah, I don't exactly. have diabetes. Mom, but anyway, um, but now I feel a little bad. So like there's, there's a couple it. things I got to say here. The first thing is, <laughs> the first thing I have to say is it's probably, I'm thinking... Your mother feels bad that she's going to Korea. And so like she feels like, you know, she's got to care for you and stuff like that. So maybe there's a sense of, all right, now I'm leaving her and she feels guilty about that. And she would feel really guilty if something happened to your health. And that's like if I got diabetes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Out of all the things that I could get. I wasn't there for my daughter. I didn't get her Evian water. That's that's why she's a diabetic now. Great. Is she? No, I'm not diabetic. No, I'm saying she left and that's why I became a diabetic. God forbid. Yeah. yeah, so that's the first thing. The second thing that I think is hilarious is that the last time you were ungrateful was in 2006. No, I did not say that was the last time. Last time I was ungrateful was less than 24 hours ago. That is what's hilarious here. No, that is not the last time. I just think this was such a funny thing. It was such a crazy you, cuckoo story. If your mother ever wants to buy me $600 worth of Evian <laughs> bottle, she's more than welcome to because I love the water from the French Alps. Anyway, that's crazy. You are so bougie. <laughs> like I don't you have such you, for a pastor who's supposed to be taking like a vow of poverty like you're so bougie <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> well because i like so every on water and water is the bougiest water out there yeah. no no fiji is i think fiji is more no expensive fiji than is for like the new money the the old money still drinks evian <laughs> i never drink evian water i only do it once in a blue moon if i see somebody is if, if i go to parties and they're offering it for free like in the bottles then i grab them don't lie just so that your listeners are not stumbled by your bougie tastes in water <laughs> i don't i don't have evian water do you know what i drink I tap water tap water from my well well, that's I have a well in water. my backyard. That's the best water. Yeah, mm-hmm. I drink purified water from my sink. So anyway, <laughs> that's what it is. But anyway, so we want to talk about speaking of ungratefulness or un- nice. being ungracious. We're going to talk about gratitude, especially during this holiday season. Like what would happen, you know, if you got a, 
you didn't get a gift you wanted. Sometimes we can be ungrateful. Uh, but more than that, I think this attitude of being grateful, having a, a heart of gratitude, really there's there's some major benefits to it just in our own self, physically, spiritually, emotionally, all that kind of stuff. But we want to talk about gratitude. And so, Sua, do you think do you think you are naturally somebody who is grateful, who has that heart of gratitude? Why don't you share with us? I don't want to answer that because I, I, I don't want to sound like an a-hole. No, don't sound. It's okay. Be honest. Do you feel like you have a heart of gratitude? I think I do. Yeah. <laughs> I think I do. Um, but I think a lot of it, um, it's hard to separate out which part of it is just like my personality. Yeah. Um, because I, I think by nature, I am kind of like a happy person. And I, I've ever since I was a kid, um, like I do like to look at the positive side of things. Now, I will say that puts me in trouble sometimes when I have to talk to people who are going through some crap mm-hmm. because I I used to have a tendency to try to say, well, at least blank, 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 because mm-hmm. that's how mm-hmm. I think. Like that's, mm-hmm. you know, it's if something really crappy is happening to me, the way I cope with it yeah. is I would say, well, my life is being, you know, thrown into several pieces, but at least I have. A, B, and C. Like that's how mm. I cope with it. But I will say I got into a lot of um, trouble with a few relationships because when people were going through some terrible things, I defaulted to that same mechanism for mm. them. And I don't think that works for everyone. I agree. I agree. And what about you? Know, you? Well, I I think I'm for the most part. I think I'm a I'm a grateful person. But I tell you when I'm not. Okay, this is when I'm not a grateful person. Is when I'm really tired. <laughs> I could be very, I could be agitated very easily, um, you know, when I'm like hungry or if I feel like, um, if, if like I literally like physically, like there was this time and I feel terrible, but I got to share this. Oh man, I don't know why I'm going to share this. Can I share this? <laughs> well, now you have to, you can't be like, you already, you, you can't do that. I can't do that. I don't know if I should share that one. That I got to say that one for a good one. Remember that time? Yeah. I, you know, like the season two, first episode of like, what was your regret? This would be a regret. I got to okay, save fine. this for something Okay, why important. don't you pray about it and then come back to us? <laughs> Speaking of prayer, no, just joking. <laughs> um, anyway, but, you know, but I, th- I think the thing is it's easy to be, you know, grateful when things are going well, right? I mean, I think for the most part, anyone can do that, right? Anyone can be grateful when things are going well. But I think the hardest part is how can we still have this heart of gratitude when things are not going well? Because that's really where the Mm -hmm. rubber meets the Mm -hmm. road. And that's challenging. And for you, Sua, you basically said that for you, you always try to look for the positives, right? In the midst of the negatives that you're going through, right? You always look at the positives, right? Is there anything else that you do that really helps you to have a heart of gratitude? Because honestly, there is, I, you know, I did a little research before this, uh, before this episode. And I realized that this is like, this is like literally an epidemic. We live in a culture today where we are not grateful enough. And as a result of there's so many things linked, right? There's so many things linked to our, to our overall health that it diminishes because we don't have a heart of gratitude. So what helps you other than what you just shared that you always try to look at the positives, which I think is great, right? Mm-hmm. But how, but how do you even do that? Like, how do you not drown in your negativity when something bad happens, right? How are you able to look and try to find positives in the midst of it? Like maybe that's an important, more important question. Because I think for a lot of us, what happens is that it's really hard to look at the positives when you're, when you're experiencing something really difficult and hard, right? So how can we potentially yeah. do that? How can we not... How can we get out of this sort of this pool of negativity and just try to be more, I don't want to say positive because it's not about being yeah, It's positive. not about being positive. It's about being grateful, right? How do you, how right. can we be right. more grateful? So what are some of your thoughts? So how's that? Because I do see you as a very grateful person. I see you as somebody who's gracious, you know, in that way as well. So how do you, how do you do that? So when I try to answer this question, I don't know if it has as much, um, like substance because I still view myself as somebody who's lived a relatively privileged and sheltered life. I don't, I would not say I've had any serious tragic events that have marked my life. I mean, yes, I have had like a couple of trials and 
struggles here and there because that's life, right? And I don't think anybody goes through life completely um, free of these things. But if somebody said to me, like, what have you had a really difficult, like tragic life, I would say, no, I've had a relatively privileged and sheltered life. But my answer still would be that, yes, as I said previously, as a person, I think I was created in a way, designed in a way that kind of functions as somebody who looks at the positive side. However, that's still part of something of who I am as a person. I would mm-hmm. say after you know, deciding to follow Jesus and becoming a Christian, I think there's a whole other um, layer of it or the foundation of it changes because from before, it's like, I like to look at the positive things. Like I like yeah. to not focus on the negative things. Like I'm generally a happy person. And that shifts to now my entire this like entire foundation of who I am in my life becomes what Jesus has done for me, which yeah. is something that is not dependent on my circumstances. Right. And mm. I want to, there's, there's a story that I, I think would fit with this to illustrate it better, because like I said, it doesn't have as much substance when I say it because people are like, yeah, but your life has been pretty relatively easy and smooth. It's of course, it's easy for you, you know, to be thankful. But I remember there was, I used to follow this blog and it was this lady whose daughter had cancer. Um, mm. She was Korean and I used to follow her updates because I don't know if she came up on my newsfeed and she had a daughter who had cancer and her daughter had had cancer multiple times. And she was, I think maybe mm. eight or nine when she eventually passed away. But I remember she posted something on her blog and basically she said, when I post things about my child and her cancer updates, a lot of your comments are, oh, when I read your updates it makes me feel like wow i am so blessed i should be so thankful like i have it so good i should be more thankful and those are the responses that i see and she said but i just want to say you're right but at the same time i also have a lot to be thankful for and she said my life is also good my life is still good because yeah. of jesus christ yeah i remember i read that and i was completely blown away because Mm -hmm. here is a woman whose daughter is actively dying from cancer at nine years old this is the third relapse that she's had of her cancer it's a certain death at this point they're counting the days and she's saying my life is still good i'm still thankful because of what jesus christ has done for me yeah and i i just feel like that is a perspective that only comes from knowing Jesus and understanding Absolutely. what he's done for you, you know? And, and I think you, you you shared it so well because at the end of the day, you know, without Jesus, we can't be grateful. And so we're susceptible to whatever happens to us externally. Um, we're susceptible to that really, you know, robbing us of our gratitude in life. Mm-hmm. And it's only through Jesus where you can really have that heart of gratitude regardless of what's happening externally. Um, I just I just finished watching recently uh, the Nelson Mandela movie Walk to Freedom, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you watch that and you're like thinking, man, this man spent 27 years in prison yeah. for a crime. He, he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't. And he comes, he gets out of there, and he keeps telling people, "We have to have peace. Mm-hmm. We must maintain peace." And then he ends, and this is in his book, right? A Walk to Freedom. He says, "Nobody's ever born to hate. Mm-hmm. They learn to hate." Yeah. And then he says, we're so much more like if anyone hates, they got to learn again how to love because the heart naturally loves easier than hating. Mm-hmm. So it's just really powerful when you think about that. And, and you know, it, it's, I was just so inspired by that movie again. You know, I have a special place for South Africa, in my own heart. And I just saw a man like, again, just being reminded like this guy had every opportunity to retaliate. He had a whole nation behind him mm-hmm. to say, let's go. Let's let's you know, let's just slaughter all the white people in South Africa for what they've done to us for apartheid and everything. And he kept saying, we got to forgive. We have to maintain peace. And he even went on public, he went on uh, a news station and said, I have forgiven the people who have done this mm-hmm. to me. Now you must forgive. And wow. so it's just really powerful. And so I, I, I don't think you can be really grateful apart from God, from Jesus. I think it's just an, an impossible thing. Some people can. I think they can, you know, just kind of work through some things. But as I did some research, here's what I learned, uh, Sua, about people who don't have gratitude or people who struggle with gratitude. They, they say that gratitude leads to um, mental 
mental and physical health. So a lack of gratitude will lead to greater mental and a lack of physical health, right? So you'll, you'll struggle more mentally and physically when you don't have gratitude. So it doesn't just affect your mind, but it affects your body, right? Mm -hmm. And they're saying that when you can be grateful regularly, it's going to improve your mental and physical health. I think that's pretty great. The second thing, of course, this is the most important thing. If you find yourself alone, if you feel like you don't have people in your life or friends, I mean, you know, one of the studies shows that, you know, um, if you are not a grateful person, you're not going to have a lot of social relationships. You're not going to have social bonds with people because nobody wants to be friends with an ungrateful person. Right. right I mean, it just right. makes sense. I don't want to be friends with an ungrateful. I don't want to hang out with somebody regularly. Yeah. If somebody's just constantly ungrateful. Yep. Right. Especially somebody gets angry at me and stuff like that. And so, again, gratefulness will allow you to have greater of greater so circle of friends. And then the last thing, which is something, you know, I think that's really important is uh, gratitude leads to grit. Mm. Resiliency. They, they found that people who can be grateful, like your friend, where her nine-year-old daughter is like literally dying, that they're able to build grit. They're able to last and they're able to continue to do well in life because they're grateful. And that is such an important part. And so whether you're a Christian or not, you're listening to, you're listening to this or not, this, I, the attitude of being great, grateful to have a heart of gratitude is so important for your own mental, your physical health. It's so critical for you to have strong social relationships. And it's absolutely essential in order for you to have some grit if you want to get through some hard times in life. And when we don't have that grateful heart, then it becomes really hard and you become incredibly cynical, jaded, and always see people in what you believe is the worst version of who they really are. And so I don't know if that's you, but yeah, but that's that's an important aspect to it. And I find that to be fascinating when I when I was just looking through that uh, today, just kind of researching a little bit. The grit thing really surprised me. The first two I knew, but the grit thing, I was like, that's right. It really is like your friend. What did your friend say? You know, I'm still grateful. I'm still grateful for where I'm at. I know Jesus and I have Jesus. And really gratitude does build grit. It builds the sense of resiliency within us. So anyway, yeah. I feel like maybe we also have a very limited understanding of what it means to be grateful or have gratitude because mm -hmm. it's not always about the feeling that we're experiencing. Like, for example, and this person is not my friend whose child was dying. She was just somebody that I used to follow on social media because I just, you know. You were getting a little emotional when you were sharing. Yeah, that, right? no, it, as I a parent, I mean, it's just, man. you know, you got you those just like eyes. it when I, I cry. Saw, it, it got watery. It got no, watery but, but I think I can't, I don't think that, I think it would be sociopathic if her daughter were dying and she was like just so happy mm. and grateful. Like, I'm just so thankful. Like, I don't think that's, what we're talking about and i think a lot of times people confuse oh you have to be gr grateful for feeling grateful in the moment like i feel mm. like those are two different things so for mm -hmm. example if somebody is going through something really really difficult or a really really tough time i don't necessarily think my response as a friend would be you should feel grateful for that you should be happy because jesus died for you because i don't think that's what we're saying yeah i think it's yeah. simultaneously yeah. okay to be really really sad or yes. feel the range of emotions that God has given us because Absolutely. Jesus also felt the range yes. of emotions yes. um, to grieve whatever the loss is that you're suffering through. But at the foundation of it, nevertheless, you know what Jesus has done for you. That's so right. I feel like it's, it's simultaneously being okay, grieving what you're grieving or feeling the loss of what you're feeling or feeling the sadness, the anger, whatever it is you're feeling. But Underneath it, knowing that we have been redeemed, knowing that this is not the end of our story, knowing that that is not what defines us. And I think those two things can be together. They don't have to be separate. It's amazing. You're, you're, I'm just going to call you. Why you always say you're not a pastor? That's, that's a because I'm not, I don't get any of the tax benefits pastor of being a pastor. Sua, <laughs> that is fantastic. That's why I could say we pastors podcast yeah. because it's pretty me. <laughs> yeah. That, that was so theologically grounded. It was so powerful. There's nothing I can add to that because that was perfect. That was actually absolutely perfect. Yes, you got it. Lamenting is a real important part, I think, to being grateful one day is that if we can't lament and grieve in a right way, that we mm -hmm. are we should be afforded the time to do that. But uh, like you said, but underneath that, you know, like the foundation is we always need to be reminded of what Christ has done for us. And so Wow, that was that was very impressive. You did that like in two minutes, which most people might. Should even we wrap up and go? Pontificate like that? Yeah, no, seriously. Let me, let me share with you what's helped me to be 
to be grateful. And I think you shared one of them. Mm-hmm. You, you know, Sue, you said you always look at the positive, but I think what you're, I think what you're saying is, is that you've always tried to understand the other person, right? And I think that's always helped me, like to try to understand the other person, especially if the person that I feel like is kind of hurting me or leading me to a pathway of maybe me not being gr- grateful. I try to grow in understanding and try to understand them and say, okay, yeah. you know what? Take a step back, you know, and part of, you know, the, the, somebody once asked me, they said, how do you do that? How do you grow in understanding? And the only way you can do that is when you really grow in understanding of yourself. Mm. Like you got to understand how messed up you are and how broken you are. When you can come to that realization, then I think you can extend, you know, uh, be gracious and try to understand somebody for what they have done, right? And so I think most of the times, people who struggle to understand people or try to grow in understanding people, they struggle with that because they can't even understand themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So if you can't understand mm-hmm. yourself, you're never going to understand other people, right? And so I think that's that's a that's a critical part. But that helps me a lot. That helps me. The other thing I've realized is that I, I, I find that when I am not gracious, when I'm sort of going through like an ungracious stage in my life, because that happens once in a while, and it happens always when I'm busy, when I have too much going on and I just don't have any margins. I, because again, if Jesus yeah. is the source of our gratitude, if I'm not like spending time, if yeah. I'm not slowing down, if I'm not living within my limits, and I think limitations is a gift, like limits are a gift. Whatever your limits are, that's the gifts that God's given to you so that you don't kill yourself. Mm-hmm. If I can't live within my limits and I live outside of my limits then I become ungrateful. I struggle, you know, um, I become, I feel entitled sometimes, right? And so a lot of times I have to sort of get to a place where I have margins in my life. I can't overwhelm myself. And I have to realize there are some good things that people are asking me to potentially do, want me to do, but I gotta just say no. I gotta say no because I gotta try to live within my limits. And so that helps me a lot when I'm able to do that. And, uh, you know, like I, I share this at church, I said, you gotta be grateful for like five things. Like every day, if you can try to get up in the morning and say, I'm great, we can all be grateful for at least five things every day. I think getting into that rhythm will really be helpful, you know, really, really be helpful. And then the last two other things that's helped me a lot, confession of my sins to someone, that when I confess my sins and I experience the graciousness of God through them, because every time I confess, I'll say, because you've confessed, your sins are forgiven. Man, that just that does something to me. And that's why I think public confession, not public, I don't want to say private, public, private confession with a soulmate. We talk about this all the time mm-hmm. on the show, on this uh, on this podcast. We talk about why it's so important to have a soulmate. Like, I think that really helps me. It really helps me to be, gra- to be grateful because I'm confessing some of the most darkest, ugliest things to my humanity to someone. And they're hearing me, they're receiving it. They're also keeping me accountable. But then at the end, they're saying, God's forgiving you of what you've done. And it's just one of the most gracious things that I get to experience. It's like this tangible, concrete thing, not just me praying by myself with God and saying, God, forgive me for this, 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 and that. But I I get that full, full forgiveness from mm-hmm. God because when two or more gather, Jesus is there and they say, because you've confessed, your sins are forgiven. Like to me, that that just, you know, it's hard not to be grateful when you're living, you know, in that kind of way regularly in your life. And that helps. And then the last thing, I know I have so many things that I do, but I just want to help anyone who's struggling with this. I try to express my gratitude to people the best I can. You right. Know, not I try just to, to God, but to actual people. Yeah, yeah. I try to express my gratitude to people. And I find that when I express my gratitude to people, like it not only makes them like, you know, feel affirmed and good. But man, it makes me feel so good and grateful. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, 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 uh, it's like an endorphin or something. It does something, and it's just like, oh man, like it just, it's like a spiritual thing. And I think God created us to express yeah. our gratitude yeah. more. And if if you're struggling with gratitude and you're struggling with having a grateful heart, ask yourself, are you ever expressing your gratitude? And this is the hardest part, like because growing up as an immigrant and as a Korean American, like our parents rarely express gratitude to us, right? <laughs> yeah. Rarely. Like what like I I knew somebody in our church and she's a good friend of the family. She's like, "My father never said I love you." Never, not I mean, once. I think that's a very classic and she thing grows, across the board for right, Koreans. And she grows up with this deep need to want to be loved and, and somebody to say it because her parents, her father never said, honey, I love you. I love you. 
And so like, you know, or honey, great job. You know, like our parents would be like, you got a 95. Where's the other five? points? You know, like, like, it's just like, hey, great job. Like, hey, thanks for working so hard. You know, so I think one of the best things to do in parenting is to actually express your gratitude to your children. Right. So that they will learn that and they can hopefully express it back to you one day, you know, but the, the expression of your gratitude towards people, I think would be really great. And so before we end this podcast, Sula, we're going to do that for each other. I want oh. you to express your gratitude for me <laughs> and I'm going to express my gratitude for you. Oh, I thought we okay. could end the podcast like that. So you can start thinking through that. But anyway, oh, okay. that's the stuff that I've, that's sort of helped. That's really helped me on this journey in life because there's so many things that we can get bitter over and it's so easy to get bitter and you almost have to try to fight that regularly so that you can just, you know, move forward, you know, the best you, your ability. And so I would say that one of my generational sins in my family is bitterness. Mm. There is a lot of bitterness, resentment in my family. And it's part of my, it's part of my wiring as a person because I came from that kind of family. So I have to just be, I have to be careful because I can fall into that if I'm not careful. I see that happen to my mom. You know, my mom has a, a lot of, she, she's been through so much in her life. And I'm not saying it's right and it's never right, but I understand, you know, she's mostly a very happy, gracious person, but there are those moments when she, when her bitterness comes out and I can see it. It's just like, it's so contagious, like right, a virus right, just trying to affect right. you. It is like trying to affect me, you know, and stuff like that. And I have to be very careful to protect myself from it. Otherwise I'm going to get sucked into the, into that, into that power, into the lore of that. So, but anyway, but that's, those are the things that have really helped me, you know, over the years and, uh, and it's helped me to be more gracious. So. Any thoughts from you? Um, yeah. So I think it's interesting that you're saying that she has sometimes like the bitterness kind of comes out and it's overpowering um, because I do think it is a spiritual thing. Um, yeah. Sometimes, and I, I'm kind of reluctant to say this because I don't want people to think that I'm saying that they should ignore their emotions. I think it's very important and crucial to take an emotional inventory. And I'm not saying to like yeah. ignore your emotions. However, I think that we also underestimate the power of choice when it comes to our feelings. Nice, so for example, nice. there's multiple studies in psychology that show yeah, you can, keep going, you can actually fake it till you make it. Mm. Where if you keep saying, I'm thankful, I'm thankful, I'm thankful, you actually start becoming more thankful. It's like this very, very yeah. strange phenomenon. Yep. Um, and I think there's something spiritual there. And I think um, there we really, a lot of times, play victim and say, well, I just can't be thankful. But I think the Holy Spirit gives us the ability to choose to be thankful, you know, and we can't keep saying, well, I just can't be, you know, like you, 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 at some point, I think you have to stop saying, help me to be thankful and just start being thankful. Just start saying, I am thankful and list all the things that you are mm, thankful for, mm -hmm, you know, like mm -hmm. there's a certain choice that you also have to make and yes. it's a practice and it's a discipline. I don't think it's just you helplessly sit there and say, God, yeah. please help me to be yeah. thankful actively make a list and yes. say to God what you're thankful for. Say to the people in your life what you are thankful for, you know? Yeah. And the second thing is, I think um, for me personally, the times when I've been least grateful are when I have that sense of entitlement of I deserve these things and I am not getting them. And I think yeah. that's when I really feel like when I feel like I deserve it and I just don't get it. Mm. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, for a long time I kept my prayer journals, right? And I would have like a list of all the things that I wanted from God and I would check them off as, you know, God like answered them or did not answer them. And yeah. I, I don't think that's like a bad thing to do, but it was also interesting looking back on them because to me in a weird way, um, there was so much bitterness when I felt like God was not answering the things that I've been praying for for so mm. long. Um, and in a weird way, it was almost like a glimpse into my idols. <laughs> you know, what are the things that I prayed for that I didn't receive or I felt like I mm, didn't receive mm. and then made me bitter at God? Yeah. Um, and it made me think, what was I really seeking in my relationship with God? If mm. If God's refusal or just saying no to something that I want makes me so angry and bitter towards God, yeah. then am I seeking a relationship with God or was I seeking that thing that I thought God could give me? And I think for me, that was always a bit per like a perspective shifting thing because it was always when I felt like I deserve this God and why aren't you giving this to me? And I've been praying it for, 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 for three years. Like, why aren't you answering me? It made me realize like, 
I don't, it was kind of an idol in my life. Like I didn't, I wasn't seeking God in prayer. I was seeking that thing. And that's why yeah. it made me so bitter, you know, yeah, uh, whereas yeah. God has already done everything Absolutely. That, to show me that he loves me. And even if God didn't do a single thing, I think you used to say this in your sermons, right? Like if God didn't do another single thing for me, that should be complete and it should yeah. be enough and it should be sufficient. Yep. But I didn't feel that way, you know? Yeah. Dang, you are on fire today, girl. I'm on fire you today. You are anointed. You are anointed by the Holy Spirit. Is there a reason why you're acting like this today? I, I ate a really good breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might have, I might have some, I, uh, really some, I might breakfast. have some things to share, but, but I won't. I'll let you share it one day. But anyway, yeah, I'm telling you, you're on fire today. You really are on fire. I mean, it's, it's I absolutely right. You're absolutely right on that. And the, the holiday season is upon us. And, you know, for a lot of folks, I mean, everything that's advertised on TV and everything, this is supposed to be the most festive time of the year. Mm -hmm. What people may not realize that this is actually the, the darkest time for many people in our country. Um, this is where suicide goes up at its highest. Yeah. The, the yeah. last quarter of the year is where suicide goes up at its highest, right? Because a lot of times we're thinking about what we don't have during the season rather than what we do have. And people are getting gifts and people have different folks in their lives. And this could be a time where honestly, you can literally drown in your negativity mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the darkness that's surrounding your life. And that's just, this is why we wanted to cover this today on this episode, because if you're there, I completely understand it, but it's really important that this heart of gratitude, uh, if it's rooted in God and Jesus, is not reliant upon external things that right. are happening or right. not happening in your life. It's not contingent upon it. It can be helpful and it can be good sometimes, but it's not contingent upon right. it because if you truly know who Jesus is and what Jesus Christ has done for you, uh, it should be enough. It really should be enough because he's already done enough for us. So right. you know, this is a real difficult time, I think, for a lot of us and for a lot of people who might be listening, they're struggling during this time. And I still think about, you know, Gio, that, that when, and when he talked about the dating thing, and that tender moment we all had on mm -hmm. the podcast when he said, like, I, you know, I long and I crave touch. That's just every human being mm -hmm. craves and long touch. And he says, sometimes I, you know, I'm starved of touch. I can go on for days and not one person touches me. Mm -hmm. Like, it's such, a, it's such a stark reality. I remember when he shared, like, we all cry because it was yeah. so powerful. We felt. Yeah. The power mm -hmm. of that, you know, but in the midst, you see a man like that and he's just like, but I'm going to keep walking faithfully. Mm -hmm. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to do what he's called me to do. And so, you know, whatever, whatever it might be that you're going through in your life, I just, I hope, I really do hope that, um, that you can uh, learn, uh, really open your heart for the Lord and give God more authority in your life and, yeah. um, and that you can really start to work on some of these things and start to express your gratitude, maybe confess your sins. You know, uh, try to understand yourself better so you can understand other people better, you know, in that way. So, uh, but yeah, but this is a really important part to, this is an important part to get in life if you really want to try to live it. Otherwise you just become so cynical and you just get tired of people. Like I, I've talked to a bunch of people and they're just like, I'm just so tired of people. I can't, I can't stand mm -hmm. them anymore. Mm -hmm. And I, if you've ever felt like you wanted to move away, you wanted to live like in the mountains by yourself. <laughs> Um, and just not be around people like I get it because, man, people can really hurt you. And, and you know, people hurt us. I mean, the, the greatest pains we feel are the, of, of what people have done to us. Right. But perhaps maybe also it's because you really struggled in this area of gratitude. And that's an important thing. And not undermining anything that you've gone through. But this is an area that we all need to kind of work on and grow you know, and stuff. So Sue, anything else you want to say before uh, we get into expressing our gratitude? No, I'm ready to express my gratitude. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, you go first. You go first. Okay. Um. Well, can I be very, I'm not going to do these like, oh, A, B, C, D. I'm going to be very specific because I have one that I actually have been thinking about a lot Really? Uh, because my parents have actually been um, visiting me. They just left yesterday, but they've been here for about a month and a half. And one, and we had a lot of conversations about the church and our own personal Christian yeah. journeys. And one thing that was so that like in a negative way, remarkable for both of their journeys was um, they had so much poor theology and just bad, mm. like fake gospel news, you know, <clears throat> to debunk before they really were able to meet Jesus. Because for literally, I think 30, 40 years of their lives, they had heard just 
fake news about Jesus um, from you know, leaders. You, you and just church. coined a phrase, you know, like that fake news. You just said <laughs> fake gospel news. I no, like it's that. literally we got, we got that's what it was. Be, and yeah, they believed it. They news. clung onto it for yeah. so long. And then when they finally and actually were faced with the true essence of the gospel, they were like, this is not the gospel that I was taught during my 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s. This is not it. So what yeah. is this? Yeah, yeah. And when I spoke to them, I realized, th- so my dad said to me after we had a couple of conversations about God and Jesus and our faith, he said to me, you have a really like healthy, pure, like gospel theology. And you know who I have to thank for that? Pastor Peter. Really? Because, yes. Because nice. yes, obviously there have been people in my lives previous that have kind of set me on that journey. But the majority of my faith journey as an adult was at Metro. I mean, I came when I was like 21, 22, and I left when I was like 30, right? 31, Mm -hmm. no, 32, 33. So that's like the majority of my actual formative adult life. You know, I was was married when I went to Metro. I, I had kids both when I was in Metro. I was on staff at Metro. And I really have to say, there's nothing that I felt like I had to debunk or mm. that was false that I felt like was inhibiting my relationship with Jesus because it was a false gospel. And in a world, I took, you know, I may have taken that for granted because I was like, well, he's a pastor. Like, of course, he's going to lead us in the right way. But man, it's not true of a lot of leaders out mm. there, you know? And so I really, really wanted to thank you um, for setting me on the right path because I don't, I think that it was providential that God led me to Metro. And had I gone somewhere else, like I may have been fed a fake gospel news mm. that was mm. totally not what God had implanted for me. So thank you, Pastor Peter. Wow. I yeah. feel so good. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for expressing that gratitude. You're welcome. <laughs> all right. So here's 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 my thing. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I got a I got a few things. I got a few things. Number one. Um, thank you that you always edit. I'm so grateful that you edit <laughs> all of my papers. That you're I'm welcome. Like, Sua, can you please edit this for me? And you're so nice. You say, sure, I will. And you've been doing that for like such a long time. And I'm just so grateful. <laughs> I know you've been <laughs> editing my dissertation. And sometimes I give you like a 36-page document and you're like, what the heck? So I'm so grateful <laughs> that you do that You know, for me. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, the other thing I will say is that I'm really grateful for is that you, you're always open to my crazy ideas. What you're crazy like, ideas? You know, I called you. I'm like, hey, you want to do this podcast together? You're like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll be open to it. I'm like, you're like, I don't know if anyone's going to want to listen to me or want to hear me speak. But like when I share some stuff and I'm like, hey, it involves you, you're always open to it, which I think is really cool. But you have your look at your track record. Oh, man, I don't know. But I'm just grateful because most people could be like, no, you know, and I'm just grateful that we can do this together because it's been so much fun for me. So and much fun. It, yeah, this has not been work. And, you know, it, when we started this podcast, it's, it's it's been a rough go at church, you know, just been a lot of ups mm-hmm. and downs. And it's been sort of like, you know, challenges and struggles for my own self and my own life and things like that. And just everything that's coming that's kind of happening around me. And this has been like my oasis. Like I can have fun and 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 you you bring a lot of fun, uh, you know, into this. And and I have a lot of fun when we do this together. So I think that's been good. All right. Same so um here's the here's the thing that I really that 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 I'll say that might be one of the nicest things I could say about you. Oh, I hope I don't cry. No, no, I don't. I don't think. I, I really don't think. It, I don't think it's cry worthy. Um, I'm just so grateful because I think you really understand me. And here's my example. All right, let's just say, let's just say. All right, I embezzle money from the church. Okay, and that comes out. Let's just say that one day I commit adultery on Jenny. Right. Mm-hmm. I think you would be horrified. You would be so disappointed. But at the end of the day, I think you would say, you know what, though? I know his heart. I know the kind of guy he is. There must be other things that's, in, that's happening in his life that has led him to fall like this. Like you would like understand me at that level where most people would be like, man, what a sinner. What a hypocrite. You know, like how, how could he do something like that? Like how terrible. And it's not like I'll, I, I hope I never do those two things. But I don't think there's too many people like I can count with my hand with one hand. Um, who I think fully understands me like that, that I know I can just, you know, I, I know that they're just not going to look at me and just say, this guy is just awful human being. And, you know, you, that's, I think that's pretty cool. And I'm grateful that, that you know, that you're like one of those, actually, you're probably the, 
yeah, you know, you, you maybe one or two other, I would say, but you're probably one of, one of the very few women who understands me like the, the way the way you understand me. Apparently, and I'm, I'm not really a female. Apparently, I have so, a So, and this is the last thing I'll say. If you were a dude, we would be soulmates for sure. <laughs> Somebody, my brother told me that he, 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 like he predicts that I have a very high level of testosterone because yeah. he said I'm such a dude. Like he was if like, you, were, you definitely are not all you were dude. <laughs> so if you were a dude, like we would be so many, we would have so much fun and everything, but then we could also get, you know, shared all that stuff. And then I think you would do a good job of just like challenging me. Like, okay, why did you do this again? Like, let's, let's <laughs> talk through this a little bit. And I think you'd no, be so but, good at it. So anyway, but you know, yeah. I have to say like, I do think I am pretty loyal to you yeah. in the sense that, you know, because, okay, I'm going to be very honest. I, I've i been on staff, right? And so I have friends who know you in the church who maybe may or may not have complained about something that you may have said to them or, you know, like not like in a very, very angry way, but just like yeah. in kind of yeah. like a, I don't know why he, he would do that to me or, you know, kind yeah. of like in passing. Yeah. But there's always for me, a sense of I, I I'm pretty sure that was not his intention like you know like I know for a fact like it's never your intention to make someone feel a certain way that's negative or yeah. you know so even if I'll listen to them and say yeah that sounds bad I'll always end it with however you know like I I will always be loyal to Pastor mm -hmm. Peter not in like in a weird creepy like communist way but um just because like you said like I know your heart and um, I don't expect you to be perfect. You yeah. yourself make it very clear to us that you are not perfect. Our freaking podcast is called The Weak Pastor <laughs> Podcast. I mean, you know, um, but like, yeah, you're right. I, I do think I'm very loyal to you in friendship and, you know, as an authority figure in my life. But I think a lot of it is because when I say I look at your track record, I don't mean you've done everything right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. where has your not. heart been, right? Yeah. Like your heart has always been in the right place, you know? So I feel like, that's why I can submit to your authority, you know? Wow. Well, listen, it, it felt good sharing the things that I'm grateful for about you. And I hope it felt good for you to share that about it me. Did. Thank uh, you. Because it, it, it's a good thing. We got to get into that practice. But I, I just will say, I, I'm going to end with this though. Like, and, and I hope you realize, and I'm grateful that you're loyal to me and I'm loyal to you too as well. But like, you know, when, when you're kind of like the head of something, you know, like at, at church and things like that. I mean, things can go well, things can go awful, you know, and things like that. And I'm just grateful that I know that I have somebody like you and others in my life that I know that whenever the, the, the crap hits the fan, like I know that no matter how hard it gets or how difficult it gets, I know that there are a few people that I know in my circle that will always like be on my side in the sense of not trying to not tell me the truth but always say, but I know you, I know your heart. Right. And I know that this might've been a lapse. You might've fell, but you can get back up. And to me, I think like that just offers me a lot of comfort and a lot of uh, strength knowing that I can just keep going no matter what and uh, keep fighting the good fight. So to me, that's important. And so you're one of those people. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Very affirming. Well, listen, if uh, you have any questions from this podcast, uh, maybe just any thoughts, um, even concerns or anything like that, or feedback, we'd love to hear from you. So as we post these out on our Facebook, on our Instagram, feel free to comment on the comment section, or if you want to send us an email, we love that. Uh, we do have to give a shout out. I got to give a shout out to Ruth Kim. Ruth Kim. Ruth Kim. Do you know what Ruth Kim posted this week on her? No, Instagram? what did she post? Oh, it made me feel so good. You know, like Spotify is doing all this year end thing, tally, yeah, yeah. like what is that? Yeah. Her number one podcast is Weak Pastor. No. I am not joking. No. Her number one podcast is Weak Pastor. So you know what I thought? I thought she was just doing that herself and saying Weak Pastor, whatever. So like, <laughs> she, and like, then my photoshopped son. Photoshopped it? Yeah. And then my son is saying like, oh, you know, like, no, no. I just <laughs> thought she was just saying, here's like her, you know, top three best podcasts that she loves, you know, that she likes. And she was saying it like, I didn't know Spotify was researching what she was listening to the most and then just gave her the top three and we were number one so ruth kim you rock thank, thank you. you i wish ruth. i could give you a prize or something but you can go to columbus and enjoy sua's well, i don't actually pure, know ruth lake water huh i don't know ruth oh that's right you don't know ruth but i know ij ij's fiance so yeah. um, ij's yeah better half 
for sure better half <laughs> for sure for she sure she seems lovely from what i, I hear you know by, by, so ij if you are always welcome ij if you listen don't take it the wrong way i think it's such an amazing compliment when somebody can say dude you married up but that's a great compliment you know so it's a great compliment does it so, work the same way if someone says girl you married up um i don't think so um we're gonna I don't have to think, think about so. that one yeah i don't think so i think it's more for the guys <laughs> yeah anyway but uh thank you so much for listening have a wonderful wonderful day and please again tune in next week take care thank you bye